Welcome to Timebender Talks, the ultimate destination for professional photographers. This weekly podcast is hosted by Peggy McCartha, a certified professional photographer with over 30 years experience and the creator of the Headshot Strategist Certification Program. Peggy interviews a diverse range of experts in business, branding, marketing, networking, and photography. So whether you've been doing this for years or you're just starting out, we've got you covered. Oh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our latest episodes filled with tips, insights, and lots of fun. Yay! Dortha, I'm so excited that you joined me today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So my first question to you is who are you and where are you on your journey? So tell tell us about what you do and why I think you're so cool and why I wanted <laughs> to talk to you on this podcast. Well, um, I don't know why you think I'm so cool, but you know, I mean, I think it's fairly obvious. Um, I am Dortha Heiss and I have a company called Pretty Smart Virtual Services. And in that company, my team of uh, very trained and professional virtual assistants support uh, our clients out of overwhelm, which typically comes in the form of trying to figure out technology, trying to get systems to talk to each other, trying to automate something, um, trying to keep in front of their audience, trying to keep relevant, all of those things. Uh, we come alongside and partner with our clients to help outline a strategy and plan, and then we take that plan and implement it for them. So I think why you thought I was cool is because I talk all the cool words, automation and systematization. I can't even say the word today. It's and, too cool um, to even say. It's totally way too cool. So um, yeah, that's a little bit about me and where I am in my journey. I've been, uh, I've been in this arena for almost 20 years, so long before it was cool to be like in the virtual assisting world. And over time, my role has really morphed from, you know, kind of as a project assistant to more into a project management and kind of fractional COO, if you will, um, really kind of helping with the operations and the day-to-day -day of my clients' businesses. So that's a little of me. That's, that's awesome. I think that... Um... As a business owner, dealing with overwhelm is probably one of the major things I would say, even like you want, like, I want my business to grow. I want my business to grow. I want to have this successful, prosperous, you know, great thriving business. And then like the second that you get two clients in a row, you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. And so I think that's, you know, something that we, that especially photographers, and I say especially photographers, because that's who I hang out with. Like, you know, this, Makes is, sense. this is what we're talking to. But <laughs> photographers are very, um, you know, artistic, right? We're, we're thinking about our art and we're thinking about our passion. We're thinking about that. And then sometimes we forget like, oh yeah, if we want to make money at this and have happy clients, it's a business. We got to run a yeah. business. So it's true. The overwhelm part comes from doing the stuff that, that maybe we don't want to do. So I want to ask you why, what is your why? Like, why are you passionate about helping people? Because you've been in this for like 20 years. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> You're definitely an expert at this. So what, what, like, what's your passion? Like, 
what is it that gets you about it? Well, I think it's a, there's a kind of a number of things. Uh, one is when my clients come to me, typically, you know, they're doing everything themselves. They may or may not have a team of some kind in place, but they don't really know how to utilize that team. So they're like, oh, well, I kind of half-ass it and I, I give them a little bit of something and then I want to take it back because I'm like a control freak and I, uh, I totally get that. And um, so I think part of it is the the helping with overwhelm. Part of it is that my natural personality is very grounding for people. And with the right clients, that energy helps them in a lot of ways. But in particular, where it helps them is they're able to articulate what they need and what they're visualizing into a way that I can take those words and say, okay, this is what you're actually thinking, put together a plan from that, and then help implement what they're envisioning in their head as far as like, okay, I want to get this out to the world. When you said creatives, that definitely speaks to a large portion of the the clients that I work with because, you know, whether they're an author or a, a photographer, I do work with a, a client that's an artist, he actually paints. Um, so, you know, it's it's different how they get their message out, but it's very clear that tech is not their thing and tech is my thing. So, and which by the way, I never would have thought tech would have been my thing. And so when I kind of learned that along this journey, it was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. And I can actually, this is a, a service to somebody. So I like to be of service. And so it just really was kind of like a nice little packaged up thing. And along the way of that, um, helping with people's overwhelm has also allowed me to help hold the space for them to take time off in their business, which is something that most entrepreneurs, many, many entrepreneurs do not do. And time off? What is that? This is a foreign concept. It's so weird. <laughs> so I, because I practice it very much in my business, um, because I... I do have a secondary business where I help people learn about nature and uh, I'm very passionate about getting into nature. So I hold space for myself by taking time off. My husband and I go backpacking and camping and get out and do day hikes. And so my clients see that I model that. And I think that that is how I, uh, one of the other reasons why I'm passionate about what I do is helping people to do the same. Thus uh, your name, uh, Naturepreneur. Yes, that is how that was come to fruition. Yes. I love that. So I think like for me, I consider myself techie. I mean, not like super techie, but I don't feel like I'm ignorant, you know, like I can do basic things. Funny story. I knew I was going to be a photographer like my whole life. Like I've never not thought it was going to be a professional photographer. That's awesome. And when I was in middle school, I telling my age here, early eighties, my dad bought a home computer, which was a big deal. Not everybody yeah. had a home computer and he made me learn DOS. Oh gosh. Look it up, look it up guys. Look it up. Yep. I don't know what to tell you. Google it's a it. thing. Just Google it. Um, so, and I was so mad. I was like, I'm going to be a photographer. I will never use a computer. I will never touch a computer. Why are you making me do this? And he was like, you're going to need to know how to use technology. Don't ever ignore technology. And I, I mean, fought him on this, but let me tell you, I can make numbers bounce across the black screen. I can there do that. Go. There you go. There's a gift <laughs> in that. I'm just saying. But it's really funny because I spend more time on my computer or at least an equal amount of time on my computer. Nope. More because not only do I probably take as long editing as I am shooting, but then there's, 
there's marketing, there's emails, there's all the other things. I'm definitely on a computer more than I am behind a camera, um, mm -hmm. which is crazy. So we have to, and if, if there's things that we don't know how to do, um, well, what brought me to this is I don't, I don't think that I'm not techie, but also there are things that I just don't want to do. Like you like this stuff. <laughs> Nor should you, right? Like it's not your right. zone of genius. It's not where it makes you happy. Like it, outsource that. <laughs> So it was really funny. Um, you, I'm a prime example of like digging my heels in the sand because I was quote unquote a control freak, right? I remember for years, a friend of mine was like, you really need to use a scheduling program, you know, Calendarly or something. And I was like, no, don't. No, no. I have to talk to my clients on the phone I have and to manually tell them how them. wonderful I am or they'll never book with me. <laughs> like I, they, I need that you know, human to human. They don't. Oh my gosh. And I fought that for so many years. And when I tell you, when I finally switched to an automated scheduling, I mean, literally double my booking immediately because people don't want to talk to me. People want to just freaking make an appointment. They just want to book. <laughs> they don't, don't care. Make people jump through hoops. <laughs> and they're like, why do I have to talk to her? Why is she calling me back? I just want to book. And it's so funny. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's a real thing. It's don't, you know, not having processes is cutting your own foot off. It really is. Yeah. All right. So why, uh, or when did you realize that you could take your passion and make money at it? Cause you know, that's what I do. I make money with my passion. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is a lot of people are like, should I really do this full time? Can I do this full time? Can I actually do something that I love? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's a really great question. And um, for me, you know, my segue into this world was coming from a legal background. And my very first client hired me as a research assistant, which I don't know if she just knew how to read me really well or what, but research assistant was like, bing, 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 bing. Yes, please. That is totally tapping all of my areas of genius of the legal field, which I got away from because of the stress level. And it just, my heart was not all the way there. And anyway, that's a whole nother episode, I'm sure. Um, but my, my real passion in that was realizing, okay, there are people that don't like to do research. I like to do research. This is kind of cool. And as that relationship morphed over the, I don't know, seven or eight years that we worked together, I went from that to, she would ask me, hey, would you be willing to learn how to, re you know, um, uh, create a website, right? So like you were talking about deprecated programs, like like DOS and those sorts of things. Uh, I learned how to code websites in um, Microsoft front page, which is no longer even remotely around. And from that, I went into learning all the Adobe programs and I got a certification in graphic design. So, um, you know, learning that areas that I didn't realize I had a gift in and that those were things that people needed help with, especially the creative types. Um, it really kind of just was a hand in hand sort of thing for me. And I was like, oh, hey, this is really cool. And now that I'm doing a lot more strategy and planning, I'm actually, there's kind of an, a next level that I'm helping my clients with because now I'm coming in and looking at their business going, well, you know, if you just implemented this little thing, it might help your whole team be a lot more productive. So like I'm doing that right now with a client that I met this morning. She's like, oh my God, this is so great. And that's what like makes me excited. That's awesome. I love that. So um, I think, how do you feel like um, as far as 
like you were in the legal field and you said it kind of wasn't really your thing, but I imagine you made decent money. You had a good life financially. So you switched into actually just living your passion. Um, like how worth it was it? Oh, really well worth it because um, there's this thing called sanity. Um, I have to say that I initially, my my whole push and drive of being in the legal field was, oh, I'm meant to be an attorney. Always thought that, like, since I was a young kid, oh, I'm going to be an attorney, I'm going to be an attorney. And when I got to the, the last law office that I worked at um, in Las Vegas, I had pursued legal, uh, the law school path um, three years in a row, and I took the LSAT, and it was a nightmare, and I kept getting the same score, which hello should have been a sign. And then um, I had great letters of recommendation, and I kept getting rejected. I was like, what the heck is going on? And it was one of those, like, you know, if you're, I'm a person who believes in God, so it was this moment where I was like, okay, God, like, what's the plan here? And I got this very strong message of stop pushing. And as soon as I, like, this kind of a thing, life got so much easier. And it just was like that forward momentum that I was pushing. I was doing the Atlas thing up the hill with the rock, right? <laughs> um, not great. And as soon as I, I accepted that that was not my path and that was okay, um, a lot of doors opened and a lot of opportunities and a lot less stress. And it's like self-induced stress now. So just great. Not really, <laughs> but... <laughs> I, I love that you um, help people to stop overwhelm and you, you know, have self-induced stress in your life. That's <laughs> literally like the definition of, of, of me. Um, <laughs> of like crazy. So, yes. Right. So why is having processes in place important for a professional photographer if they want to build their dream business? Well, I, I think it goes to that, you know, you can see, like you were talking about earlier with your calendaring system, you can do things piecemeal and like hope that you can get back to everyone, but eventually you're going to run out of hours in the day and having systems in place is A, going to help you be more efficient. It's going to be, help you be uh, more intentional, right? So if you want to create a freebie and put that on your website and then say, hey, everyone on social media, here's my thing, go check it out. You can start to grow an audience. And then what you can do from there is begin to nurture that audience. And then from there, they can potentially become your clients, depending in what capacity you work with people. You know, you might go to them, they might need to come to you, you might be in the middle, I don't know, it's different for everybody. Um, but you can also create programs like um, yours, uh, Peggy, I know you've created a, a course. And so all of those things have to come with systems in place. You can't just, I mean, you can, it, it's just going to be a lot of work and you're going to have a lot of like plates on sticks or balls in the air, whatever you want to, whatever visual works for you. But it's going to ultimately probably drive you to be very resentful of something in your business or something in your life. And it's going to make you end up missing out on things with your family, your partner, um, whomever you like to spend time with. And you're going to just like be working all the time. And I know entrepreneurs, we do that anyway. Um, but this is a way to help curb some of that. I, I love that you said that because I think that low key resentment that comes in because you, you, you make a lot of sacrifices, um, to, to make a life doing what you're passionate about. And then you feel guilty because you're like, 
um, I feel like I'm making a sacrifice and I feel like I'm upset and I'm frustrated. And here, you know, all of my friends and family think I'm so lucky and that I have my own job and that they think that, you know, in their mind, we sit around and, you know, I don't know, watch Netflix or, <laughs> or eat bonbons. I don't know what, I don't know what people think we do. We should uh, take a reason, poll. The reason I know they think that is because like, you don't know how many people call me and like, Hey, Peggy, can you do this? Can you do that? And I'm thinking, no, I have a job. I'm working. <laughs> oh, you work? Yeah. I thought yeah. you were a photographer. You work? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, surprise. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> but it's that resentment that um, I think could can, can sneak in. And then you don't know why you're resenting it, but it's because you don't have the processes in place. And mm -hmm. so you're, uh, yes, you are doing the thing you're passionate about, but you also are doing a bunch of stuff that you hate. Which leads to burnout, right? Business. I mean, and then it leads yeah. to burnout and it leads to frustration. So, and then you don't love your business anymore. I mean, I've seen it from a lot of people and it's just yeah. it's very disappointing and heartbreaking really because I, it's so avoidable. I, I've gone through times like that. I mean, I've been, I've been doing this for professionally for over 34 years. And so I've had times where I'm like, why am I even doing this? Like, I think I would rather flip burgers at a fast food joint than do this. <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. why am I doing all of this? I work ridiculous amounts of hours and, mm -hmm. you know, I get paid for less than a 40 hour week. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> ah, don't tell but, anyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, you know, and, 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 and so I have to do things to like bring that passion back to life and then do things to avoid the overwhelm. So, mm -hmm. all right. So let's talk real life here. Tell us when you were not on top of things, when you did not, when you were not working wise, when you <laughs> did not have processes in place and how did you overcome those? Um, yeah, that's a really fun question. I think a number of ways. Um, one, I can relate to that calendar thing because I was like, oh, it's fine. I'll just use this piece of crap software that really was just awful. It didn't integrate with my calendar. So it would cause me to overbook, you know, double book. And then it was like extra stress. So implementing the proper system, not just a system, any old system, not throw something at the wall and see what sticks, but finding a good one that works and integrates with the systems you use already is really, really important. Um, so I too use Calendly and I love that it integrates with Zoom and I don't have to worry about sending someone a link and I know they're going to be there because all the things. And um, so that's one. And I would also say that uh, not having uh, nurture sequences on the back end of some of my freebies was kind of a oopsie. And I was like, oh, it's fine. They just want the free thing. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of missing out. They want that free thing. And then, like, don't they want to know more? And as time has gone on, I have definitely figured that out and, you know, obviously put better systems in place to the supporting nurturing and the back end of those things. But those, I'd say, were the two, two big ones. I think for me, it was just always thinking that I could do everything by myself. Like, you know, like that stubborn little two-year-old that's like, no, I can do it. I can do I it myself. I <laughs> like I felt like it wasn't <laughs> like it wasn't fully my business if I didn't do it all myself. And that's ridiculous. Like what yeah. business in the world does everything <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense if you like nope. stop and think about it. But but in my head, I was like, I have to do it. I have to prove that I can succeed at this. This is my business. This it, and don't you think that as women so that we take that on probably even more so because of all the hats that we already wear in our 
our roles. I think it's, I see that a lot. It could be. And also like, um, you know, photography is, is typically a masculine, um, mm -hmm. you know, more male dominated, male dominated thing. I had a, a lot of that, like, I can't let, let anybody see that I need help. Heaven forbid. Yeah, it makes a sign of weakness. Everything. If I ask for help and it's like, you know, waving the white flag and it's not, it's, yeah. that is how, that is what success looks like. Every successful person has a team. Every successful person knows how to delegate and, and work processes. And even if you don't have a team of people and you have a team of tech technology, <laughs> you yeah. know how to use and implement. Absolutely. You know, you know, that's how I feel like, um, I don't know. I just, I just know that, that I had so much ego and, you know, I think that was probably my biggest thing is just wanting to feel like I did it and not realizing until I let go is when I was actually able to do it. You know? Right. Yeah. It's funny. I, I taught a lot on self-care and one of the things that I like to repeat for people is that asking for help is a form of self-care because it's preserving you to do the things that only you can do. And that's where I like to point people to when they're trying to figure out what to delegate, make a list of everything in your business, circle the things only you can do. Everything else can be delegated. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to, and that's, that's, yeah. it's actually a sign of power and wisdom. It's not a Absolutely. sign of weakness at mm -hmm. all. Not at all. Okay, so no. what is one big tip that you want to leave with the listeners to deal with overwhelm? One tip, huh? Hmm. I think embracing the power of your superpower of humanity, which is asking for help and support if you still keep your cape on you're still a badass and it's totally fine to link arms with someone who's going to run with you and um that sees the vision with you i think those are kind of you know the like last minute hurrah and ray ray rah rah ray ray i'm not sure <laughs> but i don't think that's it call me crazy but you know rah rah ray ray <laughs> We Might can as make well it drive that home. I think I said something earlier before the show started. You were like, yeah, Peggy, that's that's not a word. So that's why I'm calling you out. Just I'm go just with saying. it. Just go with it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mine's recorded. Yours wasn't recorded. <laughs> that's because this is my podcast. I don't know what's oh, about dang yet. it. <laughs> Start my own podcast. Fine. I think you should. And, and invite <laughs> me to be a guest. I will. So... So now that I interrupted you, <laughs> recap your final tip. <laughs> rah, rah, Ray, Ray. Rah, rah, Ray, Ray. Um, I think what I was saying was embrace your superpower. Keep your cape on. You, you're still a badass. Ask for help. Link arms with someone who's going to run with you and be willing to see the vision with you. That was totally not one tip, but I loved every single thing I, that was, you just it, said. I, I commaed after everything. I didn't. It wasn't multiple <laughs> sentences. <laughs> You know, acknowledge your badassery and just like embrace it because that's right. You know, um, if if you don't tell anybody, nobody else knows that you didn't want it to happen that way. It's true. It's it's your show. Be a badass. Embrace <laughs> it. Just embrace it. That's right. 
It has been so much fun hanging out with you. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. It was fun. Where can people find you? You can find me on almost all the socials um, my, at my name, Dortha Heiss, or you can visit my website, which is prettysmartvaservices.com. And I'm sure I can share a link and you can pop that into the show notes or however the fancy podcast speak. Absolutely will. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And yeah. I hope that you all enjoyed this. Please share it. Remember, sharing is caring. And make sure you subscribe. And I will see you next Thursday.